Good morning, good evening, and good night, world. Welcome back to the Sabali Podcast with Deontay Nelson. I am him, and this is volume 32. And uh, yeah, man, this is one that uh, really, really special, near and dear to my heart. Uh, get to know a little bit, a little bit more about me. You know, now on the now on the surface level, you know, I mean, get the you know, pause, go deep with me on this one. And, uh, yeah, man, I feel good. I feel good about it. Um, this one's really special to me. Um, you know what I mean? It's, just, just, just tap in and, uh, you know, it's episodes a little bit longer than normal, but, um, had a lot to say on this one. And, um, you know, if you, if you make it through and, you know, make it to, if you make it through any of it, I appreciate it. But if you make it through the through the whole episode, man, then that's just real love, and I appreciate you, but, um, yeah, man, I just, you know, I kind of got a little, you know what I mean, just trying to get better at, at being more open on my own platform, and, you know what I mean, trying to let, let people, you know, who I am a little bit more and understand me a little bit better, so, uh, yeah, man, hope you enjoy it, and, uh, here we go. December 16th, 1990, Deontay Tevin Nelson was born in Harvey, Illinois at Ingalls Hospital. And, uh, yeah, he is I. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, man, 30 years ago, my mom gave birth to me. My mother, Denise Nelson, my dad's name is Tim Moore. Um, still have my parents both alive, thank God. Uh, you know, I'm the youngest of my mother's three children. My pops, I'm the youngest of his. However many kids my pops had, I think my dad got. I don't know. I want to say seven to eight, but I'm not even sure about that. But it's something. He, my dad was outside, I can say. And, uh, yeah, man, this is me. You know what I mean, I um, grew up in, in Harvey, Illinois. You know, I only spent, you know, I spent the early years of my life there. Um, uh, I moved away. Well, I didn't move away, but my mom moved me and my brother away to uh, Evansville when I was nine. You know, because my sister and her husband, her ex-husband, you know, her husband at the time, they moved to uh, here. They moved here to Evansville, and uh, you know, my my mom didn't want. My mom said she didn't want my sister being somewhere without family, but as I got older, you know, and I looked back at some things in life that was going on, I think my mom was just ready to uh, leave Harvey, you know, and uh, I guess heaven's always just a spot, you know, my sister was here, my brother was 
brother was, you know, getting up in age to being being his own man and making his own decisions anyway. So I think it was just going to be a matter of time. Yeah, because when I was nine, my brother was 17. So he was, when he got here, I think he might have stayed with me and my mom for like, I want, I want to say it, maybe half a year, maybe six months he stayed with his and by then he had his own place and he was his own man. So my brother, you know, he he didn't waste no time. But we moved here when I was nine. You know, I've pretty much been here majority of my life ever since. Besides from when I left to go to college and I moved away. You know, to live in uh, Bloomington for a while, but then I moved back. And now I'm moving again. Because, uh, you know I mean? This is home. This is, I consider this, I consider Evansville more home than, than I do Harvey because I spent most of my life here in Evansville. Like, you know, I spent, shoot, 20 years in, in Evansville. And, yeah, so, this is home. Evansville is my home. But Harvey is my home home. Like, that's where I'm originally from. That's where, you know, most of my family's still at Harvey, the Chicago area and stuff. But, um, yeah, so I, as far as myself, like, this is where, you know, I've spent, I've made the, all of my life experiences that, you know, helped and groomed me to become who I am and who I was you know, when I was my adolescent years and stuff like that, all that stuff took place here, you know, in Evansville. So this is this is home for me. Uh, my mom, my mom is from Chicago. My mom is from the city of Chicago. And that's how she met my pops. My pops moved to Chicago from um, Memphis. My pops is originally from Memphis, mine. So. I kind of sometimes I'll be talking I'll I'll do it jokingly but like sometimes it just naturally come out like that side of me talking like my pops comes out and I just look at myself and I'm like what I'm country like that that shit be popping out like I'll catch myself saying some stuff that like I've only heard from my pops side of family or my pops in general so but my mom's from Chicago you know, originally my mom's side is from um, Arkansas, but my mom, she was born and, and raised in Chicago. And, um, yeah, man, family was a was a big, big, big part of my life growing up. Like, growing up in Harvey, I was the, I was the baby until, like, like, out of my siblings and my cousins and stuff like that, I was always the, the youngest one. I think my, like, I had a cousin. Well, I have a cousin. Her name's Ebony. But that's my my cousin, Nate. It was his daughter. She's, like, a year younger than me. So whenever she was around, that was, like, my little person. But, like, for the most part, I was the baby. So I got, you know what I mean? I got spoiled. I got whatever I wanted. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, I... um, I was the baby, so, like, it was, I rarely heard no, but, you know, if I did hear no, I would just go to my grandma, (laughs) 
and you know what I mean, get get whatever I want to get. My grandma was my, you know what I mean, that was my grandmother. Her name was May Lee Nelson, and uh, you know she was my 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 go-to person for whenever I got told no about some. I wanted some. I went to my grandma for it. My grandma held me down. So even when it came to my mom, my mom, my mom knew that, like, you know, I can do whatever the heck I want to. And I got in trouble by my mom. I'm going right to my grandma. And, but man, I, 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 I took full advantage of that shit, too, because, man, when I, <laughs> Oh, dude. So, all right. Back in, back in Harvey, uh, like the school I went to was actually it was a school called Washington Elementary School, and it was literally, you know, right around the like it was a block away from, you know, from where we lived. It was a block away from my house. So I would, uh, my mom would walk me to school. You know, she walked me the same route every day, and. um I, uh, one of them days, man, like, back there in, in, in Harvey, man, they can, we would get feet of snow and still got to go to school. Like, that shit didn't matter. That whole, like, you know, when I first moved to Indiana and I learned about snow days, like, oh, it snowed so much that, you know, there's no fucking school today. I was like, huh? That's a thing? I was so confused because, man, it'd be literally like nine inches of snow. Well, you got to try through that shit. <laughs> Man, so when I moved when I moved to Evansville, that was a big shock to me about snow days. I had no clue that that was a real thing. But it's one of these days, man. Back in Harvey, my mom was walking me to school. Well, I I hated school until I got into basketball. Like basketball saved my life because I was not with the shits when it came to school. I hated school as a kid. Like I just thought this was pointless. Like I wasn't. I was quiet. I was shy. I wasn't talkative. I only, um, you know what I mean? Like, I just be there in my head and, like, just kind of, you know, just kind of shutting down most of the time. So I was not a, it's not a big fan of school, in, in elementary school. So one day, one morning, my mom's walking me to school. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, plotting and scheming in my head about, you know, I don't want to go to school, man. Blah, 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 blah. I'm just in my head talking shit to myself. I don't want to go in here. So, the school I went to, you had to, you know, press the little buzzer and they would buzz you in so you can, they can uh, unlock the door to let you in the school. So, like, I walk up to the door and, uh, mind you, there's like a, it's just, it's just snow white outside. It's like nine inches of snow on the ground. I walk up to the door to go press the buzzer, and I act like I put my hand up there like I'm about to press the buzzer. I just dart off to the left, Pew! sprinting. I'm booking it back home, <laughs> booking it back home to my grandma's. And man, I ran in the house, you no, know, ran right to my grandma, and she in the room. She's like, "What's wrong, baby?" I'm like, "I don't want to go to school, Jay. Grandma, I want to go to school." Blah, blah, blah. Man, my mom. Coming there huffing and puffing with a belt. <laughs> she like, no, Nancy, don't whip him. Don't, no, mommy, 
He got me out here running. Man, my mama whooped me and my grandma. <laughs> she she whooped my grandma trying to whoop me, man. And I never tried that goofy shit again after that. But I was bold, boy. I was bold. Like, I would... I had this thing, man. Like, my, little, my, my older cousins would pick with me. And, like, just typical cousin shit. Not nothing bullying or no fucking shit like that. But, man... They would like just pick with me. Like we was really big in wrestling, my family when I was a kid. So we'd be play wrestling. They get a little too rough, and I'll go tail on them or something. They're like, "Oh, you cry, baby." Blah 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 blah. So when they would do that, when they would try to, you know, talk crazy to me, I'll sit there. I'll take it. I'm like, "All right, bet." You know what I mean? About an hour or so go by, and I'll, <laughs> I'll catch them like just chilling out, whatever, not paying attention. And, like, they'll be walking, like, coming down a hallway or something or be outside <laughs> playing basketball. I just sneak it behind them. I, I mean, I was a badass kid. I hit hit him in the nuts, and, like, they'll duck down, and then when they duck down, just, like, clench themselves, I'll punch him in the jaw, and I'll run. <laughs> Every time, man. Like, granted, I knew that, I mean, when they catch me, it was on like Donkey Kong, like they was gonna get me back, but I was like, shit. At least I got mine first and I'm out, then I'm out, shit. It like I was doing this at five, six years old, man. Just cause I could, just cause I I knew I could get away with doing some shit. Because they needed my little badass just as much as I needed them. Because when they would wanna go they get in trouble. They be playing a video game, whatever, in the basement. And, you know, then they get in trouble with Grandma. And Grandma like, bring me that damn game. They like, man, we got to send Bud up there to get the game. So they send me up there. Grandma, can I get the game to play? And she like, they going to let you play, baby. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they said they're going to let me play. Um, she tell them, as long as y'all let them play, y'all can come get it. He'll bring it down there to y'all. So they'll let my ass play for about 10 minutes, 5 minutes. Now that they back to the same old shit. But that's all I needed was my little shit. Give me my my 5, 10 minutes, man. And I'm going to go upstairs and watch Power Rangers, dog. And I'm out your way. So, so I, I enjoyed, man. I enjoyed growing up in Harvey, even though it was hard as shit. You know, back then, when you were a kid, you don't know that it's hard as shit. You just know that, hey. I mean, I'm, this is, I'm with my family, like, we got a house, you know, ain't nobody hurting, we ain't missing no meals, we got, you know, you guys just got the basic essential shit, and like, you just a kid, just happy, but we wasn't rich, we was like, low middle class, and like, we had, I had family members that was hustlers, I had family members that had jobs, I mean, I have family members that just got first of the month checks and lived off that shit. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a, a, a bundle of stuff. My mom was always a working person. And I, I attest my my work ethic to my parents because my parents were always working. My dad was a mechanic, you know, still is a mechanic to his fucking day. The dude's retired and left retirement because he don't know how to sit down because he's been working all his life. I'm like, dude, you got to relax and, and enjoy your golden years, player. 
but I think that's what keeps my pop alive and feeling enough to even move and be active is because, you know, he still he still works. So I uh, want him to rest and, and relax and get his rest, but he ain't, he ain't gonna fucking listen. He gonna, he gonna be him. But yeah, my mom always always was a working woman. Had a job. She another person. Like I want my mom to retire soon, but she's probably another person who won't do that because that's what she's just used to doing. It's probably how my kids are gonna be with me when I get old. Dad, you need to sit down. But I mean, I, I'm starting to understand it now. Definitely starting to understand it. But lived in Harvey till I was nine. Moved to Evansville. Big fucking culture shock. Like you know, I remember. First time I saw a person who was mixed like that, like a person who was half black and half white, that threw me for a loop. Like I was nine, man. Like it's it's funny like to, to sit and, and like reflect on the, the the shit that you would say as a nine year old because like you know, you're nine, like you don't know no better. So like, remember the first person I. Like, first friend I made was a guy who was, you know, he was, you know, I grew up in, I grew up in Oakdale here in Evansville, so if anybody from Evansville, you know what Oakdale is. I grew up in Oakdale, so I met this guy, you know, and he was cool, you know, we was kids, we played basketball, and like, he lived next door to me in the projects and shit, so we were, uh, we were hooping one day, and I asked him, I was like, man, so what are you? <laughs> As a kid, he's just like, well, what are you? And he's like, well, I'm a half-breed. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> he's like, well, my dad is black, and my mom is white. Sorry, I was, I've been coloring this, finishing this coloring page that I was doing with my kids, and finally got to finish it. That's this noise you're hearing right now. I'm closing up this bag, but... He was like, man, yeah. He's like, my my dad is black and my mom is white. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm like, well, how did that happen? <laughs> it just it was it, it it just blew my mind, man. I was like, oh, what? you what? I didn't know that existed because shoot, back at home, all I ever saw were, you know I mean, strictly black people. I saw black people. I saw. Um, you know, Spanish, Latin, Mexican people, and I saw uh, Armenian, Arab people. I, I rarely saw white people. I can, like, even my school was mostly like black teachers, black principals. Um, I think there was maybe like one, one or two white teachers at my school. But, like, for the most part, you know, I, I didn't see very many white people. So, moving to Evansville, like, it was, like, just this majority of white people. So, that was different for me. You know, like, it was like that. And uh, it was the fact that Evansville was so quiet. Like, I couldn't sleep the first couple 
weeks I moved here because it was so quiet. Like, it's like at nighttime, I'm hearing crickets and shit outside, like noises, like animals and birds and shit. Like, I didn't hear that. You know, I heard traffic and other stuff. So, like, getting that switch to hearing nature from city, that was a little different, too. Like, that, that was, I can remember as a kid, that was challenging. What else was something that was different about moving? Um, it wasn't as fast-paced, you know? I think, you know, my old years, I like that now. That's, like, the one thing I guess I do like. Like, I'm not I'm not a real, like, big, big, big city person. Like, I, I could really care less about that. I think I'm more of a, like, um... Like a like a New Orleans, Nashville type pace person. Like um I use those two examples because like those like two places like I I felt like alright, this could be like a home type feeling place for me. Like I would definitely like New Orleans. Like if I could move and be anywhere and live out my latter years, which I'm sure I'll do at some point, but yeah, I'm definitely going to live in New Orleans at some point. I love that place. Like, place is just special. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I, I r- highly recommend anybody go to New Orleans if you haven't already. But yeah, man, so grew up in Evansville. Um, played basketball here. That's my first love. You know, I love Basketball's taught me so much. Basketball has taken me so many places. Just being able to play basketball. Basketball has taken me all over the country. Basketball has taken me out of the country. You know, I've met some amazing people through playing basketball. I've made some really good, like, you know, life experiences playing basketball. So that was my first love. I got into it because that was, you know, that was what my, uh, my older brother did. My older brother played basketball. I played basketball in school, you know. He didn't go play college ball because, you know, my brother just, I don't know what, I don't know what his real reason was, but he didn't go. And, uh, yeah, for me, I, I just wanted to be like him. That's, that's literally just the, that was my, my base of even, you know, falling in love with the game was because he did it. You know, I, I'm thankful my brother was a brother who, um, picked up sports you know because he set the example for me like I still to this day I believe that you know whatever my brother would have been into I would have been into it like if my brother I say it all the time like if my brother would have wanted to be a if my brother was into science I would have been a scientist if my brother was into um being a musician I would have tried to be a rapper if my brother was into you know even like the the ugly side of life, my brother was trying to be, you know, in the streets doing the street life. I would have tried to been like my brother, just because like my brother was my, you know, that was my um, my idol. Like you know, but I'm you know, you know, thank God that he he took to basketball, and you know what I mean. Like that's how I found my love for basketball. I was just trying to emulate my brother. You know, along the way, I found myself in that sport, but. It all started with me wanting to be like him. So, I guess, like, like you know, Michael Jordan is my favorite NBA player of all time. Like, 
I, I don't think that'll ever change. But my favorite just basketball player in general is my brother. Like I've seen my brother. Like my brother's only five nine too. I'm I'm six four. Or was like five nine, five ten. He's five nine. But my brother was like I I compare his not his game, but like I compare his uh his heart and his work ethic to uh, on the court wise to like uh, Allen Iverson. Like my brother was the closest thing I got to in real life seeing like Allen Iverson play because my brother, my brother was like you know like Allen Iverson was a small dude, but like he can carry a team. That's pretty much what my brother was. He was the smallest person on the team, but my brother was like the best defender. He's a teammate. He loves passing the ball. Like. He was a communicator, like all those things, you know, my brother, my brother was that. So I just pretty much took what I saw him doing and just put it to my game. Like, you know, and I just happened to turn out to be 6'4". So I'm just like a 6'4", left-hand version of him. But like we play, like I used to love playing on teams with my brother because we, like, you know, it was just... Just a, a connection, like we 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 can see something, recognize it at the same time, and make the play happen without even saying one word. We just like look, like give each other a look, and like all right, we know what we have to do. And I mean, and there's a bunch, not a bunch of people I had I had that type of connection with. Like you know, there's a few few people like you know over over time that I played basketball with to develop that type of chemistry, like you. You know where the the next person's gonna be at, you know. Um, like growing up, like my two of my childhood best friends, uh, you know, Anthony and, and Brandon, um, like you know, through middle school through high school, like we we played basketball all day every day, and our chemistry was just so so good because we had played basketball so much. You know, like I, I knew, I knew where to pass the ball at with them. Like they knew where to pass the ball. I mean, it was just, it was just great team basketball, and I, and I, I love watching that, and I love being a part of that. It's, it's just, it's how the game should be played. I feel because it's a team sport. Like I, don't, I never cared about individual accolades or stats when it came to basketball because if I cared about individual stats I would have just fucking played golf or tennis <laughs> like you know I wouldn't have played a team sport trying to get individual accolades so yeah that's basketball is definitely something that's a part of my life and it's been part of my life since I was a child and probably will continue to be a part of my life because it seems like my kids are taking a liking to it and not even by forced by their own choice like you know my daughter loves playing basketball now which is something I didn't see coming but my son he he loves that shit (laughs) like he every time I have him he wants to watch the Michael Jordan Last Dance documentary like I bought him a you know one of those like little Fisher Price goals for him to shoot on for his birthday his second birthday and he He's showing that thing every damn day, man. And 
Yeah, and it's just just him just taking a liking to it. Like, yeah, I, I never I never want to be that that parent to like trophy parents to like force their kid to play a sport and because they want them to be something that they wasn't or was and uh, that shit's trash. Oh man, like I want my kids just to be good human beings and do something that they love doing that doesn't harm nobody. That's it. You know, I'm. I never was going like, oh, my kids going to play basketball because I played basketball. People people like that are weirdos to me. Play basketball all through middle school, all through high school, played in college, and um, even got a, a, a taste of playing professionally, you know. So that's... Just a, a a round rubber orange ball has taken me to man all over America to Puerto Rico to Canada, you know, and Lord willing, it'll take me some other places too, but time will tell. Man, so, last day of being 29, turning 30. Uh, I don't know why turning 30 is such a big deal for me, but it is. It's a whole lot for some reason, but uh, it's not a negative thing, but, you know, it's just a lot to recognize for me to turn 30, you know, because we, at least with myself, when I thought about turning 30, I'm thinking, oh, man, I'll be, you know, well-established in whatever, you know, I wanted to do, and I'll be set and on my way of, you know, just thought I would have things a lot more in order than I do, but uh, I don't. And um, it's not a negative thing. Like, you know, my path is my path. You know, I've created the path that I'm on. Whether it be good or bad, it was my doing. But so I guess it's, I don't know. I try not to have expectations with stuff just because, like, that letdown feeling. It fucking sucks, man. Like, I, I can remember being, um, you know, as a kid, getting let down by my pops. And, you know, because I'm originally from Harvey, Illinois. And Harvey is a, uh, a suburb on the south side of Chicago. But, you know, you think suburbs, you think nice you know, nice houses and all that type of stuff. That ain't Harvey. <laughs> like, Harvey is considered a suburb, but you are not safe going through Harvey. Like, Harvey's a different type of animal. Like, I was just talking to <laughs> my my best friend, Carly, the other day, and he was telling me about how back at home in Harvey, how people, 
like that's like the hot spot for people getting jacked for they dodge charges and Jeep Trackhawks. So like if you if you riding through Chicago, Harvard, anywhere in the city pretty much, if you riding with a in a charger, you gotta worry about either getting jacked by somebody or the police pulling you over, you know, questioning you to make sure it's yours and that it's not stolen because that's how bad it is in in Chicago right now with people getting jacked for their cars and Harvey is a hot spot for people getting jacked. So yeah, Harvey is a is not just a suburb suburb like you you gotta be on your P's and Q's in Harvey. Like even when I was back when I was a kid when I lived there, you know, it wasn't it wasn't sweet at all. Like I remember hell, I remember seeing my cousin get shot back in Harvey when I was, you know, like young, like seven, maybe. But like I didn't know I necessarily I didn't even know I saw my cousin get shot until I had a conversation with him because at first, you know, I just thought it was a dream. For some reason, you know, I guess that's how my my brain probably put it as or whatever to like, you know, shelter myself or something. I don't know what it was, but for the longest, you know, like I just thought it was one of those dreams that I like, you know, just had a good memory of. And uh, I was probably about 15, 15, 16, something like that. When I told my cousin, the one I saw get shot, me and was talking because we used to talk all the time. Like, even to this day, when we see each other, we just catch up a whole lot. But we was talking and I told him, I was like, yeah, man. I was like, you know, I don't even know how we even got on the subject. But I told him, I was like, yeah, man, I got, uh, you know, this one particular dream in my head that, you know, I, I, I can't. I won't forget him. Like I remember, like I remember this dream. Like it was yesterday. I told him, you know, I told him about the situation. I was like, yeah. I, I was like, the dream was, you know, I was, I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom to use the restroom, and um, in our home back in Harvey, uh, like it was like where the shower was. I was like like a small little window that like looked out into the backyard, and the the window was open. I heard some people arguing and I uh, looked out the window and it was him and he was in the and he was like uh, on the outside of the gate like it was like we had a we had a, our backyard was gated off but he was like on the outside of the gate with some other dudes and then all I remember next was uh, him running to the to the gate door and the dude shooting him he got shot and uh, I mean, I remember him. I remember them bringing him into the house. I remember his leg bleeding and all that stuff. I remember all this stuff. But I thought it was a fucking dream. And you know, after I told him what I what I thought was a dream, he just started crying. And he was like, "I'm like, like, all right, shit, what, like, what, what the fuck going on? I'm 15, 16 years old. I'm confused. This grown man crying out of nowhere." And uh, he was like, man, uh, I'm like, what you, what you crying for? <laughs> and he's like, man, that wasn't no dream. I was like, what? He's like, no, that happened. <laughs> I was like, that happened? 
He was like, yeah, man, that, that shit really happened. Like, you saw me get shot that night. You that you wasn't dreaming about that. Like, he's like, everything you just described, man, yeah, that was that was not no dream. He said, boy, you saw me get shot. And he didn't know. And I was like, wow. Like, you know, but. So that's. That's Harvey in a nutshell, man. Like, that's home. That's that's home home for me. Like, you know. Evansville is where I grew up at, but most of my family is back home in Harvey. And I don't even remember how I even got on that tangent about that story, but that's just a little bit about me. That's pretty much why I'm making this whole episode about, you know, since it's coming out on my birthday, um, I'm just trying to open up a little bit more about myself and letting you guys understand me a little bit better than what you may have and um, just kind of free-flowing with the the topics because, you know, I'm, I get on here and I talk not as candid, but, you know, I try to be better than what I what I do do just on a regular because I'm not really that much of an open person especially with my personal life I just don't open up like that and um so yeah I'm working on it but that is that is um a little bit about my upbringing back home in, in Harvey All right, so the book of the week is back finally. I know, but um, I haven't. I didn't complete um, unlearn. That's just literally one of those books that I think I'm just going to keep revisiting for the rest of my life. It's a really good book, and um, the reason why I'm moving forward to another book is because um, I'm just trying to break out of the cycle that I have. Like I myself, I don't like. Um, Moving on to stuff. I don't like moving on to a different book without completing the book that I'm reading. But uh, I just I enjoy that book too much. Now I literally just be like taking my time with that with the unlearned book, and I sit with it, and like you know I literally take notes on it and stuff more than I do with any other book that I read. So like I just think that's one of those life books for me. And, um, you know, whenever I do, you know, complete it, I'll share with you guys. But um, the book that I was going to move to after Unlearn was uh, it was originally supposed to be the book I have called Fuck Feelings. But um, I don't want that to be (laughs) the first book that I um, that I open up to going in, you know leaving my 20s and going to my 30s, I don't want that to be the the first thing that, I don't want that to be my, how I want to, you know, be in my 30s. I think that's more of a book I should have picked up, like, from the very beginning in my early 20s. So I'm going to save that book for later down the line. But the the book that I'm going to, um, 
go to next is a book titled Cry Like a Man by Jason Wilson. And uh, this is a really good book. I didn't finish this book. I got, you know, about a quarter into the book. And then I, I put it down because, you know, it got I, it got real, um, real emotional. And, and it's, I mean, it's really the title is what it is, you know, and um, I, I feel like I'm at a point where I can get back into this book now and read it completely, you know, and and get through it. But I got this book like maybe two years ago. And I just I wasn't ready to 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 read all of that, man. It was a lot at the time, but I think I'm I feel like I'm ready. So um, next Wednesday, I will uh, come back with the review after I complete this book. And um, yeah, man, I will go from there. But uh, this will be the. Uh, the next book in the, um, I don't say in the chapters of, or in the, in the compilation <laughs> of the book of the week segment. So, yeah. So I will be starting uh, Cry Like a Man by Jason Wilson tonight. And um, I will come back with the review and, you know, like a summary of how I feel about the book on um, next Wednesday's podcast. And yeah, hope you guys, hope you guys enjoy it. All right, man, shit, you made it to this point. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you so damn much, man. Um, yeah, like that's that's love. I always say that, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, man. You know, dude, you take any time out of your day just to hear, you know, what I mean, my voice talk. I appreciate that to the utmost high. And um, yeah, man, just just thank you. Um, you know, what I mean that uh, you got to see or hear a little bit more about, you know. You know, Deontay, uh, shoot, you know, my nickname, you got the, you know, Bud, you know what I mean? I go by, I literally go by like four freaking different names, my whole name plus my nickname. So you got to hear about Deontay, you got to hear about Tevin, you got to hear about Nelson, you got to hear about Bud. And, uh, yeah, man, this, this was, a uh, more therapeutic than usual for me. So I feel good. I feel real good. I mean, life is, life is evolving, changing, you know, you know, turning 30, you know what I mean? That's a, it's been a big thing for me. At first it was a really big thing in a negative way, but you know, but close I've gotten to it. And now that I'm here, man, I'm, I'm embracing it wholeheartedly, man. Like I'm, I'm ready for whatever life has in store for me from 30 and up. And I know the shit ain't finna be easy, but damn it. About to make it happen. About to make it happen. Like, there's one thing I learned more than ever from this hell of a year in 2020 is that uh, got to be able to adjust, man. Adjust. Adjust in many different ways to many different things. 
So, I mean, I appreciate you for listening. Um, again, you can subscribe to the Patreon page. That's uh, at patreon.com you know, backslash Sabali. That's S-A-B-A-L-I-1-7. And, um, yeah, you can get that extra episode on Sundays and it's only five bucks. And, uh, yeah, just tap in with me, man. Um, this is, this is very, very small now, but five years from now, man, this is going to be a real big, helpful podcast for people. And I truly believe that just cause, I mean, this is something I, I, I love doing. I enjoy it. And I you know I mean, I put my time and effort to it and, I'm going, I'm going to put my 10,000 hours into it. And, um, yeah, man, I just want to be able to help others and help myself at the same time. And I feel like I can do that. This podcast is one of those many ways I can do so. So, um, you know, as always, man, it's um, live, learn, share, and repeat. Uh, God bless. And uh, for Patreon people, I'll talk to you Sunday. And for everybody else, talk to you next week. Be safe, though. One.